Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if any of you children are watching uh, because you're not at school, um, welcome back to another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Today is Monday, October 2nd. Uh, I just realized this morning that it was October, even though it was October 1st yesterday. That just kind of hit me, and I was like, oh, I was still kind of trying to hold on to the fact that it was maybe still summer, but it's not. Um, so it's October and we are here to talk about the first goose show of October that took place last night in Las Vegas. Uh, just me today, plus two very special guests, a fellow member of team goose, Ryan. Uh, yeah, there we go. Right. There's Molnar in the chat right on cue. Thank you. Uh, we've got Ryan Legvold here and good friend, uh, and somebody I have spent a lot of time podcasting with, but not about goose. Uh, Mr. Justin Bruce, Justin Bruce, Vegas native. Hey guys. Well, hi. As, uh, hi there. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas native as of the last like seven years. So uh, hi, yeah, man. the rare the rare hometown show uh, for me last night. Very exciting. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just your second show last night. And Ryan, it was your 20th show last night. Uh, so, you know, congrats to both of you on those important milestones. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, as, as as we were talking about uh, in our chat earlier today, Ryan, uh, my Elvis goose related statistics are like off the charts. My batting average is just <laughs> no doubt second to none. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, before we dive into uh, the music of the show, of course, let's hear from you guys a little bit on the vibe. Let's we'll start with you, Ryan. Uh, talk to me about you know your day in Vegas, getting to the show. You know where you kind of posted up. I know you had a pretty great spot, uh, but yeah, take me through it. Yeah, oh, no, uh, so I left my hotel, went down to the Flamingo, which is right by the venue. I had a, I had some sports bets, so I stopped into the sports book, and uh, I had already hit four legs of a parlay, not that anyone cares about this, but I had hit, or Boldar does, but I'd hit four, four legs of a parlay and needed the fifth to hit, so I watched that game, won it, uh, won a couple hundred dollars, so I was pretty happy about that. 
uh, you know, high fiving a bunch of random dudes in the sports books, and then then walked over to the Brooklyn Bowl and got in line. Uh, I had VIP, but there were already, I was probably already like 30 deep at this point. It was 1.30, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really care. My wife was getting ready at the hotel, and I knew she'd be a while. So I was like, well, I'll just go hang out with the, the Goose Crew and, uh, you know, hung out with uh, those people and, like, um, do Vegas, you know, has the best people watching. So just, just standing there in the Link Promenade watch, watching everyone. And then so all these people stopping, wondering what we're what we're doing there because i mean we're not the usual like vegas crowd i don't right. think standing outside <laughs> the brooklyn bowl we're you know very colorful and uh everyone's got a poster tube so it's all all kinds of people were like what's going on what are you guys doing and yeah. so it was pretty fun you know it's like oh we're waiting for a concert that starts in six hours <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so awesome. yeah it was cool just hung out awesome but, i mean vegas oh. vegas has the best pre-show post-show vibes out there i don't care what anyone says Best vibes. Vibes are high. Big big takes uh, on the pod today. Justin, what about you? Your pre-show vibe yesterday. <laughs> my, my pre-show vibe, uh, I live about 15, 20 minutes away door to door. So my pre-show vibe was uh, having my in-laws come over to watch our kids. My wife was going to the show with me. Uh, and you know, she is not going to wait in line six hours early. <laughs> uh, so we were, we were just trying to to thread the needle of like, okay, when, when do we actually think the band is going to start? Uh, you know, I was texting Ryan, like really like seven thirty, seven forty-five. what are you thinking? Uh, but yeah, basically just shot up, uh, not, not on the strip on the back roads and parked right behind the, uh, the high roller or the, the Ferris wheel looking thing. That's right there by the Brooklyn bowl venue. Uh, it was storming. I'm a meteorologist here. So I was also like watching the radar and making sure everybody knew about, about the storms driving through pouring rain. Uh, but then yeah, got, got in no line. Uh, cause it was like eight, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> just ducked in, ducked into the, ducked into the venue. And, uh, yeah. And probably about 10, 15 minutes later, the band band came on. That's perfect timing. Where, whereabouts in the venue did you end up, uh, you know, coming up at that time? Not not close uh, in the back. And Brooklyn Bowl is a really interesting venue. And you probably sense this on the webcast, but like the, the actual performance space is very kind of rectangular. And then they have the second level. Uh, so it feels kind of confined, but the actual venue is sprawling. And like you walk down this long hallway, it's, it's actually very spacious as, as a whole venue. But then w- when you want to be to like watch the band, it's a little tight. So we were we were toward the back on the floor and I could tell there were probably about 500 more people there this year uh, than last, I think it was August last time they, they had mm-hmm. played. And, and Peter had mentioned at some point during the, the second set, maybe that it was officially sold out. So I think capacity is like 3000 people. So there, there was a difference and like the intensity of the crowd felt felt pretty noticeable to me. Like people were excited, uh, you know, for the band to come on. So it was fun. Awesome. Ryan, what about you? You scored quite the spot last night. Yeah, we got right up front in front of Peter. Um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a kind of a narrow, like the stage is narrow. It's a little bit smaller stage than some of the places they've been. So I, I know what you mean that it feels confined, even though there's like a lot of space at the back. If you, you know, if you went back there, but like everyone kind of crams up there, but, uh, I was comfortable. It was, it was good. Um, good spot, you know, had, uh, some familiar faces around us. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the, the energy was very high in there. I mean, you can, 
you could even hear it on the stream. I think the crowd yeah. sounds pretty rowdy when I listen back today. Uh, but it felt, I mean, when you're up front, it, it always a lot of energy, but it felt like more energy than normal. Definitely a Vegas party crowd going on. hundred percent, you know, Sunday night, you know, got, got a show out for a Sunday night. Right. Uh, well, let's, let's dive into the show here. We'll start with you, Justin, uh, on the first four songs, we've got lead up drive, Dr. Darkness and the debut of shape. I'm in. What are your thoughts on these four here? Uh, I, I thought lead up was a great opener. And like, I, I mean, I'm not the goose statistics professor that either of you are, uh, <laughs> but I was like, Oh wow. A, a lead up opener. Cool. I was just assuming, you know, maybe we'd get that dark, Dr. Darkness opener because it had been been a few shows. But so I was like super pleasantly surprised. Felt like Rick really, really uh, was playing with intensity. Uh, and then when they went into drive, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, we're not we're not at the Ohana Festival anymore. Like this is <laughs> this is substantial stuff. Uh, and I, I thought drive was was great. The energy was was very high, obviously. The chomping was minimal. Uh, and yeah, so very pleased with the first couple of songs. Dr. Darkness was, was great. Uh, and then, yeah, the shape I'm in, I didn't know if they had covered that before, but there was definitely a lot of like crowd recognition and, you know, it, as I'm sure is the case at many goose shows, I'm sure it was a lot of people's first show, maybe a lot of people who hadn't necessarily heard a, a ton of the band. Maybe they had, I don't know. Like we also had the big U2 uh, debut at the sphere in las vegas uh this mm. weekend and i definitely saw some like crossover like some u2 shirts on 55 year old 60 year old dudes who were like oh i'm here i might as well see a goose show um but i thought that the crowd really responded uh with with energy to the cover and mm. yeah jeff jeff did a jeff did a great job he did he did uh ryan what about you uh your thoughts on lead up drive dr darkness shape i'm in yeah, same, same. I was kind of surprised to see Lead Up as an opener. Is that the first time they opened with it? Or? It is. Okay, yeah. Uh, thought it was a great opener. I love that song. It really, really gets the blood flowing, uh, you know. Uh, and then Drive, yeah. It's like if uh, <laughs> if uh, if I'm at a show and Drive's due, it's coming. So I was not surprised to hear that. Uh, it was a nice jam. I mean, it didn't go do anything too crazy but great segue into dr darkness i thought mm -hmm. uh which was also fun and then yeah the another band cover for the repertoire for the guys uh i thought that was awesome everyone everyone around me was super stoked we were all singing along like you know i feel like most people probably knew that song mm -hmm. yeah just a nice a good feel good song there you know and Je yeah jeff did a great job he did i like I, I like to hear jeff sing here and there justin yeah you had something there. I was going to ask Ryan. Ryan, since you were up close, did you notice? Uh, was it uh, was it Rick's guitar tech who came out uh, like at the end of Drive and was like looking at his pedal board? Was was that when that happened? Because it felt like early in early in set one, someone came from side stage like up two times, and they, they were, it was kind of the end of the the Drive gym where maybe he was playing like a, a little atonally, uh, and it you know being a, yeah, a, I did. a goose. He, in person noob I, I i did not know what was going on i don't know what was i couldn't hear any problem but yeah he was up there a couple times uh and then i think i don't know if that's pads i think it is but uh, i think he was up playing with peter's guitar quite a bit at the end of the show too like i i couldn't hear what was wrong but peter was having all kinds of issues where he was like check check every single wire on every single pedal peter oh, had wow. there at the end 
but again, I didn't hear any problems, so I don't really know what was going on. But yeah, they had the they had a little bit of technical difficulties, I guess, but nothing that bothered, nothing I know. Right? It's like sound wise. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, sure. you know, they, great way to start the show. And yeah, we we had a we had a comment in the chat from uh, our good friend nine hundred two Vickers. Uh, Rick opened with lead up to ask the crowd to have a good time in Vegas, but beware of the perils of gambling away your wife's wedding ring. Uh, and this is the perfect opportunity to draw attention to once again, the work of art that is the Madison Huvan lead up music video. Uh, everyone should go find that it's on Twitter somewhere else on the internet. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and that's why it, they it played it last night. It was an obvious, it was an obvious <laughs> homage to his video. Um, I really like this as an opener. Uh, I think it, Ryan, you put it very well. It gets the blood flowing, uh, you know, Nice, nice rock tune to start off the show. Um, and then, yeah, drive into Dr. Darkness. I really like uh, Dr. Darkness in this kind of slot where it's like, you know, mid first set out of a jam uh, as opposed to like coming out of a hard stop, which it's a good opener. And, you know, you get that intro in, but I feel like it, it lands better when that like dissonant weird intro comes out of a jam, you know, where it, a jam just kind of melts into that and really, really solid drive again. So good to see Drive uh, back as a big jam vehicle this tour. Um, you know, just warms my heart. You know, so it was a rough first half of the year for us uh, <laughs> Drive Jam fans. Um, and then Shape I'm In, a uh, really, really cool cover uh, to debut. You know, obviously we talk about all the time how good Goose sounds covering the band. Um, and it just it just fits their sound. Great clav in this song too, of course. And yeah, Jeff killed the lyrics. I would like to give a shout out uh, to Connor, a uh, good friend of the pod. He was on, uh, on Friday. Um, he actually, he, he sent me receipts this morning of from last November and earlier this year, uh, where he was saying how they should cover shape. I'm in with Jeff on vocals. Uh, so nice. shout out to Connor for, for calling that almost a year in advance. Very impressive. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. Uh, head into the second half of this set here. Uh, we've got Rockdale, Lead the Way, and Jeff Engborg. Yes, they did play two band songs in a row, uh, if, if you're, for those of you following along. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts yeah. on these? Well, yeah, Rockdale was good. Uh, I don't think it was super long, was it? Uh, no, just pretty quality, good rock. Yeah, felt, felt like it fit, fit good there. Um, Lead, yeah, I love the love lead the way. Got the got some got a lot of bliss tonight. Got that got that started there. I think uh, that was my wife's favorite part of the night. She said, mm-hmm. um, and then Angborg. I mean, dude, that was a, such a killer way to end that first set. The uh, first time I'd heard that song live, and it's so funky, and all the clav is so good. I really was stoked to hear that one, and it, mm-hmm. it just. It was just a great dance party way to end that first set, you know, leave it, leave everyone with the the, high, the vibes right, you know? Yeah. I think that's the perfect slot uh, for an Angborn mm-hmm. to first set closer, you know, rage into set break. Justin, what are your thoughts on these last few songs of the first set? Uh, yeah. Rockdale was great. Lead the way. Uh, lead the way was also great, but with the Angborg, uh, yeah, just, it just sounded so good. And I was telling my wife, I was like, I know this, but I don't know this. Uh, <laughs> and I had to, I had to text you and be like, what is this? Oh yeah. Right. I knew I knew it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it whipped the crowd into a frenzy and, you know, for goose likes to 
statistical nerds is like, wow, cool. You know, they're playing this song that's somewhat rare, uh, but literally just on the basis of, of the song itself, it whipped the crowd into a frenzy. So yeah, between like the lead up in the drive that started the the set and, and Engborg to, to finish the set, I felt like going into set break, like, you know, great, great, great first set. And it felt like ahead of, of pace compared to the last show here in Las Vegas from mm -hmm. last summer. And third lead the way of the tour, for those of you keeping track, that is the most played in one tour since 2021. Just, just putting that out there. Uh, we had two in the spring, one in the summer, you know, only one last fall, you know, I guess there, there were three last summer, but there haven't been, there hasn't been more than three versions played in a tour since 2021. This is really exciting to see this song being in more regular rotation. And this one last night was beautiful, just like every single version of this song. Um, so re really excited to see that, um, you know, we get a nice, you know, fun Rockdale before that. And yeah, Angborg, it's the Clav song. This is it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm now only in the 50% club for Angborg. Uh, sadly, you know, I've, I've now only seen four out of seven versions instead of four out of six. Um, so if they could play that again this weekend, that would be lovely. Um, shout out to Neil, who still hasn't seen Jeff Engborg. Um, one of the only Goose originals that he has yet to catch live. Um, and so we were joking before last night, we were joking that they were saving it uh, for Fort Collins because I don't think he's going to be at that show uh, this weekend. <laughs> but, um, you know, Getting it last night, you know, super great vibe for the Vegas crowd, uh, for sure. I think just the the full party mode. And I, I love to hear that everyone was just going crazy for it because that's what you got to do when they start playing Jeff Angbor. Uh, Let's start with you here, Justin. Uh, your vibe at set break, you know, what did you guys get up to? What was your feeling going into the second set? Uh, I think... <laughs> Interestingly enough, the the vibe at set break, we, my wife had been out of town for a few days and we were like, wait a minute, okay, because her parents were babysitting for us. So she, we decided that she was going to head home. So our, the vibe was like getting Jamie a lift home and making sure that everything was on the up and up. And as we were walking toward the uh, tail end of the, of the venue so she could be on her way, mm -hmm. uh, we ran into uh, the chief investigative reporter at my TV station and I was oh. like, why are you here? And she was like, why are you here? <laughs> and we were, it was just the most surreal thing. And so you never know who you're going to run into, but like she was the last person I thought I would run. And so I had a lovely conversation with her and her husband about music. And I didn't realize that she liked fish and they, it was their first goose show. And then like someone said, Oh no, you, trust me, you'll, you'll dig it. And they, mm -hmm. they were digging it. So the vibe at set break was, uh, was interesting. Um, but yeah, was, was fine. Everyone, I feel like Brooklyn Bowl, as we as we just spoke earlier, like it it is a big venue. Like people go kind of explore, go look at merch, you can go outside. There's a couple of porches, like a couple of big balconies outside. So people are mm -hmm. definitely like kind of milling milling about. And since I didn't have any great seats or great spots to save, like it was it was a low key uh, set break vibe. Nice. I I'm surprised that anyone who works with you doesn't know that you like fish based on how many references you regularly throw into the the broadcasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I I mean, you would you would think I would get the credit that that I am due, but you know, live and learn. Now yeah. she knows. Now she knows. Now now <laughs> now she has no excuse. Uh, Ryan, what about you? What were you up to at set break last night? Uh, did you? I don't know if you saw that video I posted on Twitter, but there are these. To this younger guy and this younger girl, they they didn't even know each other. His name was Adam. I can't remember her name, but mm -hmm. they were just getting down the whole time to the separate music. 
And uh, I just, oh, I, I did see it. that. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh my god, it was just like the best set break entertainment ever. I was just giggling, laughing, watching these two. It was so fun. Uh, but you know, then we talked. Brad Solari and John Mayer were kind of chilling next to me, so we were talking about the set and our fantasy. And uh, you know, uh, six six Ram Adam, he was right behind me, so we chatted a bit. It was a uh, it was a nice set break. I just hung up, hung out up there. Uh, yeah. Excellent. We all we all really liked that first set, so uh, it was you know we were pretty excited for the second. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> let's yeah. Justin is the Katie tour of weather. <laughs> there you go. All right. I feel let's... like that's less offensive than saying I'm the Jake Sherman of of weather. So uh, I'll take it. <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna let's... start watching Las Vegas weather from now on. Just yeah, to, there you go. Just uh, to see, uh, see you and your references. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into the second set here. We've got some big jams starting us off here. We've got Elizabeth, uh, and let's go Elizabeth, Indian River, and Into the Mist here. Justin, start us off. This is truly spectacular stuff. Really, really great stuff. It was it was funny. Jamie, Jamie was still, my wife was still like, you know, on, on the way out when, when they started started to play, and she was like, what, who's... Who's who's singing? Who who's this new singer? I was like, that that's Peter. Like, <laughs> but Peter, you know, hadn't hadn't really gotten any any first set songs to mm -hmm. to her to her point. So I was uh, I was excited for that. And yeah, just the contrast between like the funk and the clav of the Engborg, uh, and uh, I don't know how like how the show started off like on a little bit of a dark minor key note with, with, with lead up. And then just with how far out Elizabeth got, but how like delicately it did so and how uh, it, it was just really, really nice. And that's kind of some of the goose that I like the most is that like full band, no one, it's not just the Rick show uh, like full band effort and just like taming this big wild party crowd uh, with uh, you know, some, some gentle material, but it, it went and it went and it went. I've listened to it maybe two more times this morning. Mm -hmm. I've got to figure out where where it ranks in and stuff. But I would imagine for me this would be like a a top twenty jam of the year. So so far maybe top twenty five just because of the collaborative uh, effort and the lightness that it had. So on board with that. Uh, loved Indian River. One one of my one of my favorite goose lyrics comes from Indian River. Uh, you know, time don't hold us for that long. Uh, just really speaks to me. But to get like the, you know, like the funky, uh, to me, I was listening to a lot of random like mid seventies Jamaican dubstep this weekend before Goose. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm really uh, matching these vibes here. Uh, so love that. And then how it bled into uh, into the mist was just like pretty perfect. So, yeah, I was very, very happy with Q3, especially like knowing that we got a jam that like went went up across that 20 minute threshold. That wasn't just, you know, the shreddy stuff that that we enjoy in, in spades here in mm -hmm. Gooseland. So I was there for it. And first finished mist since April. Thank you, Goose. It was about time. <laughs> it's about time. Ryan, what about you? Uh, Liz, Indian River and Mist. Yeah, dude, that that Liz. Well, oh, we're getting Neil. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. Yeah, I, I couldn't miss a chance to talk to <laughs> the, the biggest Ryan in the Goose community, Ryan Bignall. Well, <laughs> he, he was talking, you know, when, when you joined. He's about to tell us about this Elizabeth here. 
Uh, I'd love to hear about this, Elizabeth, but I also wanted to say hi to Justin, the the other guy that Ryan does four hour podcasts about another band. I'm so sorry, Ryan. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, it was great, man. What a great year for Elizabeth. Huh? I mean, it's uh, and uh, you, you were saying I was kind of delicate and uh, I agree. There was this part where Rick was playing really soft and Jeff was just kind of giving the gong just little love taps you know that like not full on but there was there was something about it it was like those two were kind of interplaying you know which seems weird to say but you know uh it it was very soft and delicate for that part and just so blissy so much bliss tonight i just or last night i guess uh i just uh i loved it so much um and then uh what was that what was after that tell me again indian river yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, uh, that seemed like such a treat too because you know they when they started playing it, I'm like, I know this, but I don't know what it is. And then it t- it took me a little bit to like figure it out because uh, I mean, I've never heard an Indian River, you know, like like that. You know, uh, what was the last played? The Farms or uh, ten nineteen twenty? Yeah, and is that's a really good version, right? There's, I know there's an old version I listened to. You know. Yes. The, uh, the, the auto tune, uh, the auto tune Indian River. It was it was super cool to hear. Like I was not expecting that. No one was really expecting them to bust that one out, you know. Uh, so that that was really awesome. It, yeah. it just felt it felt like a treat, you know. Like we like we traveled back in time, you know. Like it was pre COVID juice there for for a couple songs, you know. And uh, yeah, and then the transition into this was very smooth, Amazing. very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought yeah, it was the, be creatures, and then it was missed. I thought it, I thought it was going to be creatures too, uh, for yeah. sure. But yeah, th- this Elizabeth, you know, we've been we've been singing Elizabeth's praises on on the pod a lot uh, this tour because there have been some incredible versions this year. You know, they're, they're coining the, the term Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, I think it was Vickers who did that one. Um, but you know, it was like the the way this one went was so good because you have this initial kind of major key space they get into, and then they really bring it down. And I kind of felt like it was ending uh, pretty early on. You know, this, this, I just hopped on the webcast uh, for the second set, you know, got back from Snarky Puppy uh, and ready to dive in. And I was just amazed at the patience and the restraint. You know, I talk about this when, when they do a jam like this, because we see from Goose all the time, you know, Justin, you mentioned like Rick leading the way, you know, fiery, shreddy, fast paced, et cetera, which is awesome. And, you know, so much fun to listen to. But when they can slow it down, bring everything down to such a low level, you know, be more democratic in the improv. And your point about the gong there, Ryan, like spot on. I was thinking about that watching and listening. I was like, I love this like wash that Jeff is creating yeah. uh, over this like really mellow jam, uh, just like, you know, tapping it a little bit uh, every so often. It was so cool. Um, and yeah, and what a build, you know, uh, you know, kind of, kind of a pancakesy theme here, um, for a while, um, but just patience, you know, sticking to a theme, not in any hurry and just going, you know, for a while, this is, I think this is the first Elizabeth to cross 20 minutes until, uh, or since one twenty six twenty two. Uh, so a little, nice. little more statistic for you there. Um, and then Indian river, um, yeah, very pleasantly surprised to see this version pop back up. You know, 
we they're showing you know a version like this you don't need a delta jam there's a jam built into this song right here that you know dark and moody um really really cool you know it seems our the auto-tune was having a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble last night uh as we were hearing a lot in uh, last year uh so hopefully they can get that fixed um but yeah cool it's only been like two years so yeah, I'm sure they'll get well, right around. It was it was working again for a while. Just, I feel like last night is the first time in a while where we've heard issues with it. Yeah, it's, it sounds good in person. I feel like All right, you probably good. noticed too. Like it it never it never sounds the same live as it does on the recording. Like it always to me at least it always sounds better there than when I listen back. But mm-hmm. I know what you mean though. The for whatever reason, like 2019 auto tune sounds so much uh, nicer than it, it has right. lately, but I, I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then the segue into mist was so good. Uh, and I was just like, you know, when they started the jam, I was like, finish it, finish it, finish it, finish it. Like, <laughs> please. Uh, and yeah, I think this was a great spot uh, for that to happen. Um, you know, just like you have the Indian river landing pad after the Elizabeth Keep the energy going uh, with the with the mist, and then you know get some other jams to close the set, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Neil, would you like to talk about uh, this this these jams here? Oh my gosh! Yeah, did we already did we cover Engborg? We did, uh, and I did say uh, okay. that you still haven't seen it, and that I've seen that four. Was, yeah, the the auditory <laughs> representation of Goose extending their middle finger to me. So thank you, Goose. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, so we will be getting that in the next few shows. Sorry, uh, uh, came to play just for the record. Jive did not used to be obsessed about finished mists. He's still obsessed with it. Um, always has been. And so I, I, I think he was very happy about what happened last time. So on the topic of always has been, just like Jive has always been obsessed with finished mists for <laughs> some reason or another, uh, this Elizabeth is starting a lot of discourse on the internet about Elizabeth being the most improved jam vehicle of the year. Elizabeth has always been a banger. It's a comeback always. tour. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can say that. Maybe a comeback tour. But go back to 2020. There are several incredible Elizabeths. Uh, I mean, at least two on the drive-in tour that are absolutely outstanding. So there's mm-hmm. good versions out there. It's not like Elizabeth has always been terrible. And then all of a sudden this year, they're playing 20-minute versions that are mm-hmm. great. Um, you know, my favorite from 2020, which is not Ryan's favorite, is the one from 917. Yours is what is it? It's 1017. Uh, 1017. So one month later. Yes. But killer version here. Again, the Elizabeth. And then, you know, I think this kind of just gets to like this amazing peak. And the last version did it too. That like, ah, man, it's just wonderful. I don't know. It's just so good. I really enjoy this jam. I don't know if this one is as good as the last one, but I really haven't I given it, it any listens I, yet. I, you do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've listened to it a few times now. I think this is, uh, Elizabeth of the year, uh, you know, we like to, we like to throw of oh, the yeah. years around of the years. Um, yeah. I think this is, uh, E-O-T-Y. E-O-T-Y. Right <laughs> so, uh, then Indian river, this is a refreshing change. And then also kind of what we're seeing in this set, which is just some weird stuff thrown in there. Right. So you get a new cover in the shape I'm in, um, did we talk about the two band co- or two band covers? I, I mentioned, yeah, okay. two band songs right. in a row. As long as we did that. But you're going to lead, lead the way, which used to be a very rare song. Now all of a sudden it's not again. Um, and then an Engborg, which is incredibly rare. So that's exciting. Um, and then you get this, this old arrangement of Indian River, which is amazing. I don't know. For me, at least in my ear, I was thrilled to hear it. 
And it has this ability, again, like I think you said, Ryan, like you don't need the Delta Jam. Like, honestly, it's been two years of, of having the Delta Jam on the back end of this. And uh, I was ready for something new. And you get this amazing segue into Into the Mist, which I think they do specifically to make us say Into into the Mist. In this podcast. <laughs> there are worse uh, reasons to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, killer. Like, I, I don't know how you start a set better than... Than those three like it's it's awesome like there's no matabon right there's no wisteria and well there's a matabon later later but you know what i'm saying like i'm starting off a set this is incredible yeah this is good stuff um you get a rarity you get an awesome segue you get a killer elizabeth yeah you got jams i mean this, amazing. Is, this is good stuff amazing uh well let's uh let's get into the second half of this set here we have og fast all i need first time since Boulder last December, 12, 18, 2022, that is a 66 show gap for those of you keeping track at home. Uh, a Madhavan to close out the set, uh, and then a Trouble Encore, you know, got to have the Elvis. That's 156 show gap, last played in Aspen on 11, 19, 21. Uh, let's start with you here, Ryan. What are your thoughts on All I Need, Madhavan, and Trouble here? Yeah, again, like I got to say, it's like traveling back in time, you know, didn't was not expecting that fast all I need. Like, you know, at that Fox show, I wasn't there, but you, know, you kind of that kind of expected some of that different stuff there, but I was not expecting it last night. I don't know what, you know, I, I wonder why they like busted out, you know, the Indian River and all I need like that. Uh, if there was some reason, I mean, smaller feeling club, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but it was super cool. Had a nice, uh, it got kind of blissy at the end too. Like had a really, really cool jam but same thing as with indian river i right away i was like this is familiar but i cannot place it you know because it was just so out of left field you know um and then yeah dude that modabon was great like uh high you know the energy was so high up, up up on the rail during that of course you know everyone just singing along screaming it out you know uh it was so much fun, and it, that got blissy too. You know, it was a a nice blissy Madhavan, and yeah, I thought Trouble was a again another another unexpected one, but a great uh, a great way a great way to end a show in Vegas with with some Elvis. You know, and like I, I was telling you before the show, yeah, that was my tw that was my twentieth show. I saw four songs for the first time and two versions of songs for the first time. So like six new things in your 20th show is pretty, pretty amazing to me. I, I feel like, you know, I could easily go to a show and not see anything, you know? So I was really stoked with, uh, with how the show went. It was awesome. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah, I, I so think special. your point about your point about the, all I need having a, a, having a cool jam is yeah. The last two fast ones, uh, you know, Boulder and then Worcester in 2021, we're kind of like, we're going to play the fast one. It's going to be like nine, 10 minutes. And it's really about, we're giving you the rare fast version of all I need. Last night they threw a really great jam in there, uh, so it was you know very excited to see that one. Justin, what are your thoughts? You know, I know you're definitely not very familiar with this version uh, of All I Need, but All I Need, Madhavan in Trouble. What are your thoughts here? It's really nice having having someone who you know is often awake and and can field any of your goose related questions because <laughs> like 30 seconds in, I was like, "What's uh? Tell me about this, Ryan." And yeah, you brought me up to speed, uh, but but loved it. I, 
you know, the, the energy of the fast version was great. Admittedly, I had never heard a fast version of all I need before. So it was new to my ears, but like it just, it met the energy uh, in the room. And then when I started to play Madhavan, I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, but the fact that it got so weird and and different uh, from this from a Madhavan, it was like it was the perfect way uh, to treat that song to to end the show. To to Ryan's uh, point. Ryan, who was there last night, like everything like felt kind of unique and like there was some effort and some intentionality uh, in, in the choices that they were making. And I don't know, because you said, I don't know why they did that. I mean, you know, maybe playing a 45 minute festival set the day before where it's straight ahead, you know, maybe, maybe a couple, a string of a couple of shows in a row down the West Coast where solid playing, no, no complaints, no gripes, but nothing that people are like drooling over or losing their minds over. I felt like there was a little bit of motivation uh, maybe coming into this show. And this was like a perfect way to like bring that motivation uh, and, you know, just to put it on display, to, to play different arrangements of songs that we haven't played in a while, to do a bust out or two, uh, to, you know, to take Madhavan in like a weird kind of dark direction to end this show, to, to play Engborga to finish off the, the first set. It was like, I'm just, I'm glad that I was here for this Vegas show on top of the Vegas show, you know, from, from last year. I was like, eh, they came and they played, they played some music. They had an Elvis impersonator. It was cool. It's nice that they came here. Uh, but, but this go around is like, sweet. Like they want to be here uh, and, and they want to kick some ass and mission accomplished. Amazing. Yeah. Very well put. Vegas is the show Ohio of the desert. Uh, people are saying this. I will real quickly though. I will say like yeah. Las Vegas, you know, as someone I've lived here for seven years, my, my wife is more or less from her, her here. Her family has been here for 30 years. Like we are not a great music town for people kind of in, in our sphere of music. Like we don't have a lot of great venues. It's basically Brooklyn bowl uh there's house of blues at mandalay bay but other than that it's like bruno mars on the strip or lady gaga on the strip like las vegas for a city the size of like two plus million people like we are not the show ohio of the desert so very briefly last <laughs> night it was like such a relief to to you know to be the legend valley of the mojave desert even if it were was just brief there we go <laughs> awesome Amazing. neil you you sound like you have thoughts i do have thoughts i mean so why why did we get this kind of unique show in Las Vegas, right? And I think this is the beginning of them emptying the tank and lining up set lists to do something big at the end of this run, right? So you're getting into the mist on short, incredibly short rest. I don't know when the last time they played it was, but it was not too long ago. Um, and Ryan, I, I see you crunching numbers. Hit, hit me with the numbers. <laughs> you are muted, sir. <laughs> Oops. On the show gap for Mist, yeah. So they last played at uh, at Cascade Equinox uh, last weekend. Yeah. So you know, six oh, show gap. Weekend. That's not, yeah, but I that's mean, not that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, but lately it's like sitting around thirteen shows, twelve shows. I don't know. The last, the last four gaps were six, four, nine, and five. But okay, fine. Uh, and then what was the one before that? Like twenty something? Thirteen. Okay. Um, all right. So poking holes in my theory, but in any case, not played all that often. 
Engborg never gets played. So they, oh, they knew no, no, they no. had it, they're playing it, just not when you're yeah, there. Yeah, just not when I'm there. Thank you. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make here is these are some rare songs. This is a non-traditional looking set. The the fast All I Need lines up a, I don't know, what do we call it? A regular All I Need? If we're talking about Elgust.net, like yeah. the, the slow and melodic version. Yeah, exactly. But, but like regular All I Need, right? For like just normal folks. Uh, so <laughs> they're lining up a regular All I Need like two days out. Right. I, I think that's what's happening there by them playing that. And also just really awesome that they played this for people and jammed it. Because I saw the last two versions and it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's all I need. And then no jam. Um, so when I saw the set list this morning, that's what I was expecting. And oh, man, my drive into work was like amazing. I set my car <laughs> for like an extra 15 minutes. Because the first thing I did was put the all I need on. I was like, well, I have to hear this. And um so, yeah, I, I was blown away by that. And then, you know, Madabon, I got about halfway through Madabon when I got to work. And then I was just like, I'm sitting in my car until this is done. Not kidding. <laughs> so, As you should. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sure. another one of those kind of like dual part Madabons. They've been doing that a lot this year where you get this initial like swirling, swirling space and darkness. And then yes. they, you know, bring up a beautiful major key build uh, to a great peak to close it out. Big peak. Um, and I mean, you just, you can't go wrong with it. You know, it's, it's really, really amazing. You know, Rick, Rick did some extra fiddling around with the delay pedals in that initial section last night. We heard kind of some of that high pitched buzzing stuff uh, that we get in butterflies. Um, so yeah, I just, it, yeah. Great way to close out the set. So um, also agree. You can't go wrong. So they should do all I need Madavon to close set two more often. I, you know, I recommend every show that I'm at. Uh, i'm okay with that sure <laughs> i i endorse this <laughs> uh well that's a lot of jams for a set you know i think we've been kind of complaining about like not so many jams as of late and man, it's just jams no this is a through. this is an All amazing jams. amazing second set song selection wise jam wise flow wise just amazing you know yeah. that that and you're talking about the set list like a second set like this is teeing up the second set seekers on friday guess what they didn't do again what didn't they do again no landing pad in the set. They just smoked well, the whole set. Indian River could be called a landing pad here, uh, I think, even. Yeah, I guess so. But like, if but you yeah, look no, no at ballad. the printed set list, no ballad. there was a ballad on the set list. Actually, very interesting on the printed set list, which they completely ignored. They had Your Ocean. They had a third song that's or not born. coming to mind. It was, yeah, born. It was, like, it was yeah. like, Lead the Way, Your Ocean, Born. Like, right. like pick one, but they played Lead the Way in the first set, and they had those and three get, yeah. listed on the second set. So you're, you're jumping like right on the thing that I wanted to hammer on, which is lead the way as a second set cooldown song. Holy shit. Yes. Like that would have been amazing. Like, why didn't they do that? Um, <laughs> but like, if that's a thing that's coming, I'm excited. So love the way that they're thinking about set list construction right now. I mean, this was, yeah, what a treat. You know, I say that all the time, but it, this Listen, is a treat. We are, we are three days away from Red Rocks. We are three days yes. away from seeing goose i i cannot cannot wait uh you know the hype is building uh you know out here in colorado the it's in the air you can tell that goose is coming to town you know it just there, there's a vibe um but I'm, I'm ready for three shows this weekend uh, really excited to see what they do in flagstaff tomorrow you know last show before the big one um or the big ones uh you know kind of out of the way midweek um at a it, it, venue looks interesting you know outside uh, so I'm I'm curious to see what they do uh, tomorrow night. It should it should be interesting. Uh, but anything to add uh, before we wrap up, Justin and Ryan? Are, are we skipping trouble? We're just going to jump over trouble. We talked or about was trouble. 
Oh, okay. I thought All we right. talked about trouble. Do you want to say no, more there's about not, trouble? I have nothing to say about trouble. Okay. Uh, I need to be perfectly honest. They played it. Uh, they did not have an Elvis impersonator. No, they did not. No. There was a picture of one from backstage. Um, that, that I think that was last year's posted. picture. It looked like it just it looked like this year though, based on oh maybe based on how the band looked. Like I don't think Jeff had a mustache. Oh yeah, you're year. probably right. I'd have to I'd have to look again. That's why I, I was thinking. I was like, oh, they posted a picture from last year, but then I was looking at it more. I was like, no, that's that's from tonight. And so then I was thinking, like, is is you know is one going to come out for the encore? <laughs> um, but they didn't. But yeah, uh, Justin, anything else from you here? I, I appreciated the non-presence of Elvis impersonators in set, in set two this year. Uh, no, great, great show. Uh, really appreciate the band swinging through Las Vegas. Like I said earlier, we're, we're, you know, we don't always, always get bands coming through. So it's much appreciated and uh, yeah, had a wonderful time. And uh, I, I really appreciate uh, what you guys do here on the pod as someone who is not, seen a ton of shows in person but as you know been listening to every show for like the last year and and often checks in with you guys uh really really appreciate uh what you guys do so thanks for having me on thanks for being here uh we look forward to having you on again a year from now when they play in vegas next time Uh, (laughs) for two shows yeah let's put put that out there if they do if they do i'll be back because man i tell you (laughs) vegas the the post-show vibe are unbeatable here you walk out into that promenade and it's just the party is on right to the strip i mean it is this this town is i know you live here so it's probably different but this town is so much fun i was up so late i was talking to vickers this morning when he was going to work so (laughs) uh, it was just too much fun yeah well i mean we all know that vickers you know wakes up at like four o'clock in the morning right so you know of course you know, so sometimes you know he just catches the encore of the show uh, on the webcast. <laughs> he's getting up in the morning. So would have been one a of your time. Although you know, it's funny. You bring up an interesting point, right? They, there are the people who travel to Vegas to see a band, and then there are people who live in Vegas and go to see a band. Very different experiences. And like, man, that must have really been a bummer. Like when you live in Vegas and a band just brings out an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh Jesus! It is. It is oh, really man. it is really interesting because I feel like Elvis and Las Vegas just in like the public zeitgeist has like such a connection and like in actual everyday life, like it's just not really a thing. So when a right. band swings through town and they're like, oh, obviously we've got to get Elvis impersonators, they like fish back in 1996 or goose last year. It's like, okay, all right, I guess this is this is what we're doing these days. <laughs> if they really if they really wanted to be like Vegas representative, it would have been like Barry Manilow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who recently yeah. like took over Elvis's like number of appearances at the Westgate, which used to be the Imperial. Like that, there we go. That, that would be the baller move next year. Goose. Yeah, so Goose, I'll, leave, I'll leave that with you. Yeah. Barry Manilow <laughs> covers and a Barry Manilow interpreter, uh, interpreter, impersonator. Or, you could probably get Barry Manilow him. himself. All right, okay. It's you like, heard you know, it here first. Being in Boston. Wait, before you go, it's like being in Boston. Everybody assumes like baked beans is a Boston thing, and it's like I've like, seen beans in the city like ever. But like Dunkin' Donuts coffee, like, yeah, that, that's the real local delicacy. So I don't know. Um, in any case, I digress, Ryan. You, you can continue with your wrap up. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Justin and Ryan, for being on the pod today. It's been lovely to have you both on. Uh, look forward to the next time. Uh, and I'm excited, you know, as I already you know, said how excited I am for Red Rocks. But I'm going to keep saying how excited I am for Red Rocks because we're seeing Goose in three days. Um, you know, all five of us from this podcast are going to be in the same place at the same time for the first time ever, which is very exciting. 
Uh, we're gonna get a group ever? photo. Ever. Wow. Yeah. There have been we've there have been met. four of us. And, yep. Yeah, what we've about, all met. But what about Christmas we have never, last year? You all five. Oh, uh, Kev got sick Kevin at the eleventh hour. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. So they he's been sad. he's been quarantining himself. Uh, you know, he's been living in a in an uh an airtight cube in his basement. Uh, took a week off work. You know, so he's uh, you know, he will Perfect. be there on Red Rocks. He hasn't seen the sunlight in days. Okay, this is how seriously he's taking it. Uh, you know, he's locked in there just listening uh, to Counting Crows uh, records on repeat, uh, waiting, waiting for Thursday to come. Uh, so Glad you took that shot and I didn't, but someone had to. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern to talk about tomorrow night's show in Flagstaff and get really excited for Goosemas. Uh, we've got a very special uh, podcast collaboration coming at you for our night one day after show. So look forward to that. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend, uh, and I'm really excited. So thanks again, Justin and Ryan. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Day After Show. Obviously, let us know what you thought of this show, too, uh, because we want to hear from you. And we will see you guys on Wednesday. Have fun in Flagstaff if you're going. Hey music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.